Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. So, have you ever had a moment in your life where you just wanted to walk out of life as you knew it and start a new life? Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Today, we are going to have a fun and enriching conversation with a woman who had the heart and the courage to do just that. I am here today with Patty Montella. She is the author of an Amazon number one new release that just came out in July. We're getting it hot off the presses. It's called Becoming Unshakable, Wisdom Learned in the Journey to Inner Freedom. Welcome to the show, Patty. <laughs> Thank you very much, Holly. Well, you know, in my coaching practice, in my speaking, getting to hear from listeners on the show, some of us are really, really honest. We would whisper to one another, yes, to the answer to that question. Man, if I could just do something totally different. And you have a beautiful bio uh, coming from corporate America, moving through a lot of different life transitions. Uh, you know, in your bio, it says you had a corporate, corporate heart with the soul of a seeker. And I just, I connect to that so richly because... Um, you know, in life, sometimes we're told, you know, go to school, have the answer, go to school, have the answer, go to school, have the answer. And yet your journey and this book really started out as a conversation from a question within. So, so talk to us a little bit. How'd you get started writing the book and who, who really connects to reading it? Well, I got started writing the book because Honestly, I have led a very fascinating life and I've been really blessed to lead a fascinating life. And the game changer in my life came in the 90s when I learned a breathing technique that completely changed my world and for the better. And the, it's called the Sudarshan Kriya breathing technique. And the grief and pain of a failed marriage, the death of a friend, and the stress of life went from feeling like two elephants on my shoulders to two mosquitoes that were just very manageable. And I thought, if something can shift my perception that quickly, it's worth diving into. <clears throat> and that's exactly what I did. I'm the type of person that I, whatever I do, I do it 100%. So when I was in the corporate world, I was 100%. And then when I learned 
this breathing technique and began to study more about mindfulness and meditation and the ancient Vedic wisdom, I jumped in with both feet. And I found it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It is absolutely fascinating to understand the mechanics of our own mind, how to manage our mind and emotions so that we keep the remote control in our hands rather than giving the remote control to our smile in somebody else's hands or to a situation. And I just couldn't get enough. And uh, after uh, about a year, I met the founder, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. He invited me to become a teacher for his foundation. And I thought, okay, let me do this for a year and see what it's like, because I'd always gotten a lot of joy, the most joy out of volunteer work. So I did it for a year and I never looked back. And after a while, just like many of us, the more I looked at the world condition, the more people I taught, the more that I saw higher levels of anxiety in the world, high rates of suicide, especially among veterans and teens, I began to realize in, in depression, it's really a social responsibility for me to put my story on paper and to share that wisdom with as many people as possible. So about six years ago, I started writing and I finished it this spring in Boone, North Carolina, where I live. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. So it's a whole new chapter in my life that I'm once again putting two feet together and jumping in 100%. Unsure where it's going to lead, but I know it's going to lead to wonderful places for me and hopefully every person I meet. I, I love the authenticity there of how you, you share the story because sometimes in life, we don't want to talk about the not so fun stuff. And yet you and I have that kind of connection. You know, we, we've had sadly death of people close to us. We've, we've had relationships die or, or move on. And every one of those chapters in some way, we do what we said at the beginning of the show. We walk away from life as we knew it, sometimes by our own choosing, sometimes by an impactor of, a, of another relationship. Right, right. And that, those are moments that we can choose to be shaken or how much we're gonna be shaken, or, or that place of centered. And you you've talked a lot about this breathing technique, and I, and I know some, some of the listeners are going, oh great, I can't wait for another one. And some are going, oh my God, Holly, we have to talk about breathing again. <laughs> like, tell, tell us a little bit about what did you learn, and then how are you applying this breathing technique in your world today? You've been doing this for a while. Well, the first act of life is we breathe in, and the last act is we breathe out. And everything in between is life. And what I learned early on is that every emotion has a corresponding rhythm of breath. So if you think of your nervous system like a hose, and, and you know, you're watering your lawn and the hose gets kinked up, you have to stop, unkink the hose, you have to stop again, unkink the hose, and the water doesn't flow smoothly until the hose is unkinked. So if you look at your nervous system, the same way, this situation ha happened and it left an impression. Another situation happened and it created some habit or pattern in us. So through the breath, we can unkink that hose so that 
we are free of impressions. We are free of concepts. We are free of the habits, the things that make us small in life and limit us from living life to our true potential. So I was saying to you earlier, it was a major game changer for me to learn this particular breathing technique. I've learned many and they all have benefit, but this particular technique, the sky technique or the um, Sanskrit term is the Sudarshan Kriya, is such a deep cleansing, so immediate and long lasting. The effects are cumulative that after my very first session, I quietly said to myself, I want to share this with every single person I meet because everyone deserves to know this. And where are we taught it? We aren't taught it in school, right? We aren't taught it at university, but it is such a practical component of life and necessary. If we could all learn to manage our minds and emotions, our connection with ourself, our connection in our relationships, our, our resilience, our capacity will strengthen, our capacity will increase, just gets better and better. So it's assumed we know how to breathe and yet, <laughs> and yet as we refine our skills around that, we can refine our experience of life, as you said, from that first breath to the last breath. Right. So I'm curious, this might, this might be an interesting question. They're always really interesting. Um, is there a, a story or a moment of a time you were practicing this breathing technique that maybe sparks a fond memory for you of a time you either, you know, changed or you walked away and felt different or you did like yes i have a really good story for you <clears throat> i think it's good i hope you do <laughs> so you know it's a spiritual practice just like we say a medical practice it's something that you're continuing to learn and evolve with and i find consciousness is like the layers of an onion the, you remove one layer you, and then there's another. There's just so much to learn and to know about ourselves and about the divine. So when I first started learning this, of course, I immediately felt good, light and more joyful, expanded. I, had, I still had a difficult boss at the time. I had what I like to call interesting personalities, those people that can really push our buttons. I had the same family who knew how to push my buttons and vice versa. So I would look at my evolving on the path like a video game. So the first level of the video game was, okay, how are my relationships going with my friends, triggers at work? Wow, this breath work combined with the... Uh, with the wisdom that I was learning on this path was definitely making a difference. And people and situations weren't triggering me so much. Then the next level of the video game for me was my family. And I would still get my buttons pushed here and there, but I'd go back to the breath, come back to my center, and things didn't bother me for as long or as often. So the big test for me one year was my ex-husband. And I used to work for a major airline and I connected through Dallas Fort Worth Airport. And I thought, let's see how I'm evolving now. And 
we went to lunch at the airport and it was really fun for me because the same dance that, you know, we often get caught up in a dance with someone and somebody has to eventually change the dance steps if it's not a healthy relationship. I had made the move to change the dance step when I ended the marriage, but did it still have that emotional hold on me? That's what I was curious about. So we sat and had lunch and he went into the same dance, but this time I laughed. And I, the knowledge um, of accepting people in situations as they are went from being a concept to an actual experience. And I realized, oh, this is how he is. And this is how we have been together, but that's not how I am anymore. I'm not engaging. I'm not getting triggered. I'm at peace. And I really feel compassion and love in the moment. And we, and it was the last time I saw him and I felt free and I'm sure he feels free as well. It was a beautiful healing and a great lesson in the power of the breath work combined with wisdom to create that unshakable you. As we were preparing for this call, you used, you used some words that I thought had such a great feeling tone. And you said it was like putting on a new coat. So if you're listening to the show and you're hearing all of these ideas, and maybe that question from the beginning resonated with you, I want to walk out of life as a, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be a big sweeping change, uh, but what's that new coat you want to put on? And I really admire your courage to say, I need to put on a, a new coat, a new experience with my, I use the term husband, and, and using these breath techniques. Now, your book is filled with about 15 different stories of, of how you've had experiences to try new things. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to explore another one of these moments where you didn't have to be shooken up that you chose to become unshakable and the wisdom that you gained from it. We'll be right back. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. We are talking with Patty Montella, the author of the Amazon number one new release, hot off the presses, Becoming Unshakable. Wisdom Learned in the Journey to Inner Freedom. In the first segment, we talked about the power of this breathing technique, and yet the book has many other stories. What's another one that we could talk about today? Well, you know, one thing that you were referring to, Holly, is sometimes people want to walk out of life as they know it and, and have a change. And what I have found is rather than wanting the change to happen on the outside, a lot of times we think it's going to come from the outside. The change has to come from within us. And learning to accept what is and being at peace with what is and understand that everything is changing, but not getting disturbed 
by the present moment. Being able to shake hands with disturbance, things that you'd like, things that you don't like, situations you're in that maybe you don't like and you think, is this ever gonna end? It is gonna end, everything is changing. So before I make any shift in my life or before nature, the divine presents a shift, I always find that's a time when I go much deeper into meditation, much deeper into the wisdom, and I bring more silence in my life so I can hear rather than, and receive rather than being talking and trying to force my will. I let it unfold. And these are the times that I also find I've learned the most and the biggest changes have happened. So one in particular, uh, you know, being a woman and being in the world of business, there was a lot of uh, gender inequality like most of us face. And I've had my fair share of having to deal with chauvinism and, and incompetent leaders and things like that. And there's a story in the book of one person in particular who ended up becoming not only a friend, but one of the greatest teachers for me because he played the role of villain in my life for a while. And, and it was around this issue of chauvinism, which I used to get up on my soapbox and say, like many of us, not fair, not right. Let me tell you what's wrong with it. And you know what? That was just head-to-head -head communication. It wasn't getting me anywhere. One day we had a conversation and I took that path of self-reflection and I realized, wait a minute, I'm not living the knowledge myself that I'm actually even teaching right now. I'm not accepting this person as they are. I am saying it shouldn't be this way, but this is the way it is right now. And all I'm doing by not accepting is throwing more mud in the game, more resistance, more negativity. It was such an aha moment for me that like I said earlier, I want to keep the remote control for my state of mind in my own hand. And when I did that, the entire dynamic in our communication shifted. And I also learned that behind every culprit is a victim crying for help. That when people make mistakes and maybe aren't behaving in ways that are more enlightened and it's just a mistake, just like when I make a mistake, you know, you make a mistake, we all make mistakes. So by accepting it, something settled down in me. And what I found is a strength throws up and a clarity in my com communication rose up and our dynamic changed going forward because of the shift within me. And we never had to work together again. We, I was free of that lesson and we remained friends. It, it was a game changer in being aware of my own emotional responses and becoming free of them. Did that answer your question? Yeah, well, that, I, let, me, let me make sure that, I, that I'm getting it because I really, I think the tool that you're demonstrating there is this tool of self-reflection. Yes. And, and embedded within that powerful practice of self-reflection is the power of a question. And that what are the questions we're asking ourselves? And so the fact that you were looking at kind of what are the labels you were putting on this person and, and how are you being triggered by it um, brings up this 
spiritual practice or this universal growth practice of asking powerful questions. So I'd be curious, how have questions helped you move from this journey of being shaken up to now you're so strong using your breath work and self-reflection? How do questions move you along the path? Well, I don't know that it's actually questions other than one big main important question. Just one, who am I? Who am I? And I began to look at what I'm not. I'm not fear. I'm not anxiety. I'm not a victim. I'm not my emotions. I'm something so much bigger and so much more powerful and I'm free. And this is just an illusion that makes me think that I'm not. How to tap into that expanded way of moving through life. So it's actually been a combination of that question, who am I, along with breath work, meditation, and wisdom, and through the, and also being of service to others. Thinning down the ego that doesn't serve the I-ness, and the me, I, I, me, me, what do I want? What do I feel? And just reflecting and becoming what I call the seer and not getting caught up in the scenery. So like most of us, we get caught up in the scenery sometimes and we forget who we are and we forget our nature. And then next thing you know, you're in fight or flight and the mind is off and running and it's like a horse where you've lost the reins. And through these practices, I learned to pull the reins back and to sit in that saddle. And we I used to ride horses quite a bit and we call it getting in the seat. And in spirituality, it's the same analogy. Taking that seat as a teacher, particularly, was I living, was a question, was I living? what I was teaching. So it's this constant self-reflection of who am I? What's happening? What's, what, what's going on in my mind? What emotion am I feeling? And just careful observation. Where do I feel it in the body? When I would get angry, like a lot of us, you, I might feel a tightness in the chest. I'd feel a shortness in the breath. So I would observe what was happening physically when emotionally something might be getting my mind to run away with it. And through that careful observation of the physical sensations, along with what's the rhythm of my breath? Is, am I holding my breath? Is it short? Is it heavy? What's happening? Eventually the breath becomes smooth and fine and light. And when the breath is smooth and fine and light, the consciousness is at peace. And that's when I realized my communication, my observation, my perceptions were much more expanded rather than getting fixated and getting almost like blinders on, like a horse would have blinders and not seeing the full situation. So all my relationships have improved as a result. So the show is called The Everyday Mindfulness Show. And I love the book title becoming unshakable because we focus a lot on the word unshakable, but I, I want to really focus in on this word 
becoming. Mm -hmm. And if you are one of those people listening to the show saying you want to walk out on life as you know it, it, again, it doesn't have to be that big, but it's about honoring the becoming. And we live in a world that says become and then be that thing versus the flexibility and the flow. And you've had so many beautiful becomings in your life. And now this is your first, I, I call them book babies. This is your first book baby. Yeah. And, and you get to, to become a new, a new author and perhaps even write the first chapter of your next book. That's right. Of, of evolving. And so I want to know, well, actually you kind of, you told me, and, and I want to want to play with it a little bit. We, we talked about what are you working on now before the show? And you're working on a book tour and your next becoming as a speaker with this book. So talk to us about um, how we can help you get this message out into the world in a greater way in your next becoming. Well, thanks for that question. Yeah, I, the first thing that can be done is get a copy of the book, leave an Amazon review and share it on your social media if it's something that speaks to you. And from there, I'm, I'm starting now to organize a book tour, and I'd love to be in every state across this country in every major city and speak to people of all backgrounds, all cultures, all genders, whoever I, you would be as a listener, whoever, whatever group you would like to organize, I would like to be in front of them to share this knowledge on how to become unshakable how to have inner freedom in the mind. And it's important, the reason I chose that, those words too, is so that we leave a little room for imperfection in ourselves, exactly supporting what you just said. We visualize it and then we think, okay, that should be it right now. Becoming, it's, it's a process and to give yourself that time to be compassionate with yourself as well as with others and leave room for mistakes. You know, there was no way I became a teacher in the, of spirituality in the first day I was living everything I was speaking. But the more you bring that to your awareness, as you well know, Holly, then the more it becomes your truth. And the more you will live in your truth and the more it will shine through. So anyone who would like to organize an event for me in their city, I'm happy to come and speak. So what would be the best way for somebody to contact you? Do you have an email, a phone, a website? I do. I have a website, www.pattymontella.com. That's P-A-T-T-I, Montella, M-O-N-T-E-L-L-A.com. And a simple email to hello at pattymontella.com. And let us know who you are, what your organization is, what your ideas are for me to come as a speaker and our team will take a look at it and get back to you right away. Well, Patty, thank you so much for I think we just had a fighter jet fly over, so sorry about that. No, that, that, that's, that's <laughs> I, I was just saying, you know, Patty, thank you for providing such a special show. And it's, it's really, I believe in the divine alignment of everything. So how special is it that- I think it was a big applause. <laughs> Yes, that we get. Yeah, we're together talking about higher states of consciousness. 
And, and you're, you're demonstrating the power of becoming unshakable, the commitment and the courage to hear you say, this book will be presented in all 50 states. So if you're out there, you're interested in, in hosting a book event, get, get in touch with Patty and remember that mindful matters and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm-hmm.